Hello, welcome to That Geek Pod. I'm Catherine and I'm here with my co-host Andy. How are you going, Andy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Long, long week. Long week. Long week, yep. yeah. I can get yeah. I can understand that. We're now in the uh, the cold, cold days of winter. Yes, so I have on um, a hoodie, a puffer jacket, and a beanie, and wishing I have a, a blanket for my legs. <laughs> this is me in winter. I think it's. I think I, I've seen a few people with, um, um, like those. Uh, oh, what do they call them? Uh, they're sort of like blankets, but they got sleeves in them. Oh, Snuggies. Yeah. Nah, don't go with Snuggie. <laughs> don't. I've seen them around. <laughs> okay. Catherine has a few rules. Snuggies. No, that's a rule. So Do no- you hear me well? No one is allowed a Snuggie. How come? They're bad. Are they They're not? Bad. Do they not keep you warm? They're just bad. Look at them. Look at them. They look like half robes. They're not good. <laughs> they are not good. It's like people wearing Ugg boots outside. It's not done. Although I did see a cool Star Wars pair a few weekends ago. This that guy was doesn't wearing... mean you wear them outside but they the so, house. They were so comfortable and they had the um, First Order symbol and on And you wear them inside <laughs> the house and at most to the letterbox. Those are the rules of Ugg boots. Again, Catherine has hard and fast rules. <laughs> Well, I'll just keep them away when you're around then. They're fine inside the house. Oh, okay. Inside the house, inside. that is where they're allowed to be. That is their natural home. Don't take them away from their home. <laughs> well, um, they, there's our advice for winter this yes. this season Yes. in uh, Melbourne. Yes, Catherine's fashion corner. <laughs> so this week there hasn't been heaps of news if any news, sort of the major yeah. things, probably Galaxy's Edge opening at Disney. That's right. That would be, I would say, the news of the week. Mm. Um, and we had, you know, our friends Steele and a few others who got to go. Yeah. Um, to, well, they had like a press day, a media day. Yes. And then it was officially opened, I think, for us. Sort this of Wednesday, morning? Thursday. I thought it was officially this morning. Oh, I don't no, know. Because we're the matter. we're the second of June today. Yeah. So it'd be there first of June. So it would have been the thirty first. So two days ago. Let's yeah. not date. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's opened in the last few days. Yes, yes. And um looking on the Wikipedia it says the thirty first, so we'll just go mm-hmm. with that. Um but yeah, it looks exciting, even though they've only got the one ride. From what I've heard? Yeah, just the one ride operating at the moment. They're still completing the second one. So listening, um, watching Steele's YouTube video, um, it sounded like what they had completed is pretty awesome, but almost like half the half the area sort of needs finishing with yeah. this second ride. Yeah, because the second ride is the um, Rise of the Resistance? Yes. Yeah, yes. which sounds amazing. mm um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It sounds like it's all gone really well and, um, the photos look great. Like the, the, the life-size Falcon looks, oh. Yeah. Everything is oh. amazingly finished and all the, the little details is, 
it's just been crafted with love. Absolutely. And and from what I've heard, their sort of timed entry of people going in yeah. at certain times four and hours? for four hours yeah. seems to be working. They seem to be managing mm. the crowds well with this sort of system. Yeah, because I saw some photos this morning of the lines and I'm like, whoa, mm. that is a lot of people. Yeah, but I think it could be worse. So That's true, yeah. So – they say the reservation, the reservation system's only going to last for what, um, a couple of months. A couple of months, I like think through their summer type of thing. Yeah, so maybe what August, September. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. type of thing. And then it's just as you go. Yeah, but I wonder whether they'll keep that. Seeing as it's been successful in managing yeah. crowds and keeping crowd levels down so that people can actually experience the world. Mm. And, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't complain if I, knowing if I was wanting to go to Disneyland and, and this was one of the things I was wanting to go to, booking in advance, making a reservation in advance, knowing this was my allotted slot, I think mm. that, you know, would would work. But I guess for people who just randomly show up, that could be a bigger, bigger yeah. problem. Yeah. Well, listening to um, our good friend Steele's um, latest episode he did, he um, he said from his sort of review of the park mm. and what's there, he said maybe wouldn't – like if you're coming from Australia, like where yeah. we are, probably don't come now. Like wait until it's actually fully operational. Yes. I think – it's definitely that if you're in Southern California and you go to Disneyland a fair bit anyway, which people do, which just blows my mind. They're basically neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, those people go. But the people like us where it's almost a once-in-a-lifetime experience definitely hang off mm. on it because, yeah, this is the thing. It is – it can be a once-in-a-lifetime experience for people. I'm lucky I've been twice, but the, they were separated by a lot of years. Mm. Um, but, you know, otherwise people, yeah, this is the dream for people from Australia to go to Z Disneyland. So, yeah, definitely I think wait until the whole thing's open and any bugs or anything have been um, gotten out of the system. Definitely. Now, Catherine... Yeah. Have you seen all the merch? I've seen a lot of merch. Who knows if I've seen all of it? And yes, there's a lot of really cool looking stuff and really unique stuff. How amazing is the creature section? Like you've got the porks, you've got um, the, oh, I keep wanting to say just salacious crumb, but the actual yeah, name of the creatures. Something... Death monkeys? Yeah, death monkeys. Something. Sorry, Claire. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, they all look amazing. And the little wooden toys, they're they oh, look yes, I saw those. amazing. And I oh. really like, in a sense, that they are unique to those areas yeah. of Disneyland and then Disney World when that opens. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting take. And as I say, it's all been crafted by people who love Star Wars. They've put a lot of love Definitely, and thought yeah. into Did it. Did you see um, they've got, like, uh, a loft cat? And it's sort of like Oh, the one in, in, in the cage? Yeah, and it's yeah. just like purring and yeah. oh, yeah, so, so like 
bicycle. That kind of freaks me out. But um, oh, it's too real. Yeah, I do like that. Steel was saying how it has a um a backstory, Mm. and that the guy in the shop was telling him this backstory. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So people are in character all the time, and everything has a story. And yeah, it's just amazing. So I think people who get to go more than once, I think will have a different experience every time. And I think it would benefit a lot of people like that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, Now the one ride they do have is the, um, the million Falcon one. Yeah. And from the sounds of the reviews, it's quite fun. It's up to six people, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's like a um, interactive, a video interactive ride rather than like a roller coaster type of mm, thing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so that sounds interesting, but it's sounding like you really do have to go with a group of people for that to really have a lot of fun. So, you know, maybe not me going on my own to Disneyland. Which oh, is- no, you would have to definitely be in a group. Yeah. For it. Catherine um, going on her own to Disneyland, that could possibly be the saddest thing in the world. Although I ha- did go on my own to Universal Studios. Bonus of going on your own to a theme park, however, is when they need to fill in spaces and you're a single, you go uh, to the front of the yeah, line. That's right. It does come in handy. It does, yeah. Now, I've got some information up and it says... Um, Park guests are seated in a six-passenger motion simulator. So it's, it sounds like it's just got some motion yeah. stuff, sort of like a, like a, I don't know, sort of, I guess, like Star Tours was like that. You're on that I'm, thing and I'm it's picturing just around. more like um, the Back to the Future ride in Universal Studios where you're in the, the pit, in the cockpit, mm-hmm. and you've got the projected screen around you, and you can see it, and you, you're moving uh, in, in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. You. Back to the Future ride was what I was at Universal Studios for. For like before it opened, I was standing there wanting to go in when they opened the gate. I was like w- running through to get there, and she's like, "No, you don't need to run." I'm like, "I really want to go to Universal to Back to the Future. I really want to go." She's like, "Where are you from?" Australia. Okay, come with me. And she like oh. walked me through and got me there and said, this girl's come all the way from Australia. Show her a good time. Oh, wow. You got <laughs> yeah. some service there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. So that's what I'm sort of picturing. But it's interesting that it's interactive and by the sounds of it, you will all get a part to play like a pilot, yeah. gunner, engineer. Yeah, they're all different and you don't know what you'll be mm. allocated to, which yeah. is I can see some pros and cons to that because, like, for me, I'll be like, oh, I'll be the gunner all the time. Like, that's cool. But then there'll be people like, well, I'm an engineer. I wanted to be the co-pilot. Mm. Yeah. So I, I see in the future that's definitely something that they'll want to be working on. So these yeah. first sort of few days they're probably ironing out any bugs in the system definitely and working this stuff out yeah and you can work it out with people who are really keen to be there who will be forgiving but they'll probably get some feedback and try to yeah if yeah finagle things a little bit because like if we just say we were there now with our friends i think we would have to have a game plan all right all right who wants to do this yep i'll be the pilot yep i'll be the engineer so you go and they're going yep this person's this this so it's all Yep, 
just go in then. You've got mm. it all sorted. Not like, oh, no, you do No, you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah, ha- with some kind of game plan in mind. So mm. that's sort of a very big one for the week. I think did it, e- it even made it onto like the news yes, and things. Yes, I was surprised, yeah. yeah. They had Studio 10. They did a, they did a little thing about it because um, – Virgin Australia were doing a uh, partner- partnership on the, I think, the opening day. And so any flights from the, from that day going over there, there was like a special promotion about it. Okay. Because they had stormtroopers and all that in, I think, Sydney Airport and Melbourne Airport. Okay. So why don't we still know the dates for celebration so that we could have booked flights, what, like cheap flights? Because then... <sighs> They're trying to promote their other thing. They'll get to that, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's it, June. But even I need ne- to know. Even our normal um, news broadcasters over here, they all talked about it. So it's good to see it getting um, some good positive, uh, getting the word out. Yeah, definitely. So good work, Disney. I'll be interested to hear how the Disney World launch goes. Yeah, because that's August? A couple of months. Yeah. 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 And that's the same thing. They'll only yes. have the one. Yeah, they'll. I think they'll only have the one. Mm. Um, that'll be interesting to see the differences because there are differences between the parks. That's true. From people I know who um, have been to both a lot, that there's different ways that they operate and they've each got their own pros and cons. The pros of... Um, Orlando being that they've got a lot more space. Mm. They have a lot of space, lot so of space. they can really spread things out um, and other like behind-the-scenes things as well is is really good. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they all, all go, yes. Mm. Mm, definitely. So if we were planning something, any of it, well, either of us or our friends, well, let's just say us, what timeline do you think you would go, all right, I've got the money, I'm ready to go, like two to three years or even longer? Or you're just like, mm, I'll just wait until everything's in motion and you hear more feedback? Yeah, I'd, I'd wait till it's all done Yeah, because, again, I can't go multiple times. I've been twice in my life, which is a lot more than other people, so... Um, yeah, I'd wait till everything is working. Um, so yeah, probably that two to three years. I say that, but Celebration is in Anaheim next year, so we might. Yeah, there could might be something see, there. Yeah, it, yeah, it does seem very convenient. Yeah. Um, I didn't but, think of that. Mm, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but yeah, it's definitely on the, on the plans, but again, I'd have to do a long time, like in Disneyland or Disney World to just enjoy it all and go out of, um, their summer and out of their peak periods because it gets crowded and Mm. lines. Mm. So when I was at Disney World, it was... Early December, early to mid-December, I should say, and it was during the week, so it was relatively quiet. So oh, wow. yeah, 
Yeah, so that was a good time to go. But I think you just try to pick your times carefully. Well, now that you mentioned celebration, um, yeah, it is in Anaheim. So they could do something. So we, we might get our chance next year. Who knows? Who who knows? It's hard I, to predict. Yeah. I if they don't have it as part of it, I could see us as a group going there to the um to the Disney what do they call it? They're they're like nightlife. Oh, Disney Nights or Dis- something. No, they're they have like a, a section with their restaurants and their oh, um, okay. other other things. Where yeah, I could see us like after a day of the con going over there, and that's where we'd hang oh, like okay. that night. I could oh, see okay. us doing that type of thing, and and I could see myself adding a, a couple of days to do some Disney anyway. Oh, okay. But, so you'll go there. Yeah. Okay. But it all depends on when it when, is. Yeah. When. Yeah. 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 yeah I, see if we. Without knowing if they're going to do anything or not with celebration, for me, maybe, maybe five years because there's just a lot of things happening here back home, and you know, paying mortgage and stuff. Yeah, it, it, yeah, my mortgage uh, sucks. <laughs> and like you know, Steph and I have travelled a lot in the last year. Yeah. So like, it's probably yeah, we kind of need a break. Yeah. And focus on like, oh, maybe a road trip somewhere. Mm. Um, but yeah, but that's, you know, if we didn't know about celebration, but because we do, it's like, no, nah, well, there's some more traveling possibly. Yeah. So in other, uh, so we've got some movie TV entertainment news. Um, they've released the date of the, uh, I don't know, I would say reboot of the master masters of the universe uh, for March, 2021. Now, Catherine, are you a fan of the Masters of the Universe? He-Man. He-Man, yeah. Well, it's more of a Shearer girl. Ah, Shearer. Yeah. So, have they cast Adam slash He-Man? They this have. This is critical. They have. Noah Centino. I think I've butchered that. I okay. apologize, Noah. Now, he's, he's already been in a few Netflix series and he's quite... I, you know, he's got charisma. Okay. I quite like him, yeah. I think he'll do well. He just probably needs to buff up a bit. Yeah. As long as they don't take it to you know, Earth Dolph. now, yeah. which yeah. is what they did in the 80s, the 80s. Dolph yeah. one. Mm. Yeah, so don't do that. No, it's, it sounds like they're going to be on um, Eternia and just stay there and have your story yeah. there. Um, but, yeah, no, I grew up, I grew up on the cartoons had a few figurines. My brother had um, Skeletor's castle playset. I remember play- I would always go into his room and just sort of uh, borrow it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mix it in with my uh, Star Wars figures and it would make no sense at all. But I- I- he would always hide his Skeletor figurine because that's the one I'd always play with. Because I don't know. I think it's just the colors of Skeletor. I just mm. thought he was like... It didn't really get in my head what he's the villain. I just thought, oh, he's funny. He has a funny laugh. Yeah. Because in the series, he would talk like this. And, and so, all that. were the cartoons replaying on TV when you were younger then? Um, how did you get exposed? Because obviously, with my age, they were on TV when when I was young. So. Yeah. So, nineteen eighty seven. Oh wait, no, that's the film. 
Yeah. Uh, when did the series... Early 80s. Early. Early 80s. Early 80s. Yeah. Um, it might possibly be VHS. Okay. And, like, hiring, hiring them from, like, um, Video Easy. Yeah. And okay. Blockbuster. Uh, no, Blockbuster was, uh, was probably aged out. So it was more Video Easy. Um, and, yeah, renting. And I think possibly early days of Foxtel... They would have them on the Cartoon Network. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was my. I just remember I had the figurines, and my brother had the um, the the skull playset. And oh. until I broke, I broke the um the door. I I know. Dude, I, I'm not I, letting you play with my stuff. I then. know. I I I broke a lot of my brother's toys, which he got very very upset. Yeah. With. So would I. Yeah. I'm sorry. I would too. Yeah. I was a terrible younger brother. <laughs> I was the youngest of three, and all of our Fisher Price play sets are still in pristine condition. Oh. As is all my Barbie stuff. Things only ever got broken or not treated well when we allowed like neighbors kids or whatever to play with uh, things i was see when it came to that i was terrible because i would always want to borrow my friend's toy mm. it got really bad when it was power rangers um because he had um oh he had like most of the um megazoids oh god i can't remember what they're called i think they called that i like, remember the originals and the ones leading into the first movie and then that was it yeah. That's it for power for power oh, yeah. for me. Uh that I think movie based, I think that's all I had. Just the mm. early TV show and the movie base. Because I had like most of the figurines and stuff. But like I would like be in tears when he when the, the mum said, Oh, no, I don't want you to let lend Andrew that um figurine and such. Because, um, it you know, back then it was like a hundred and twenty or yeah. something dollar yeah. um toy. Um, so I can understand why the mum would be like, no, 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 no. And he was just like, oh, yeah, sorry. But I would be begging him like, uh, you can borrow this. Uh, you can borrow that. Just uh. Uh, if, if, that you, is, if you yeah. broke stuff. like, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad. But it was it's, just. It's think- like how I don't like lending books to people or to some people because they fold down pages. Oh, no. Or they, the worst Worst crime of all with pro- with paperbacks, they fold it back. Oh, they fold it back and break the spine. It's like, oh. what are you doing? Oh gosh! Now I'm just showing Catherine a photo. That's the toy that I wanted to borrow. Oh, so it's yeah. the Dino Megazoid. Yeah, Megazord. Yeah. Yeah. So so he he had he had um. It's the big robot. The big robot. Yeah. So he had like uh yeah all of them together, and I wanted to borrow it because when he came over to play to you know have a play date. We were just playing with him and then his mum came over to pick him up and I was just like, oh, can I borrow this? And he was like, yeah, no worries. But then the mum's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. But like being an adult now, I'm like, yeah, there's no way we're letting you, your no. friend borrow this $120. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> being a, uh, you know, a, a, a collector of a certain figurines, I can understand. Yes. I'm like, no, that's not happening. But um, but yeah, that's my connection with uh, He-Man, just the uh, the toys and um, the series, and and of course the um, very funny um, music video that's on um, YouTube of uh, it's sort of like a remix of um, you know what's going on, but with He Man. You ever never seen it? No. Oh, I'm gonna have to show you this after we record. It's just hilarious. The old um, 
what's his face, Barry, something. What's going on? Yeah, but it's uh, it's just um, it's just He Man and someone in a high pitched voice. Their voice is over He Man. It's just over scenes of the cartoon, but it's just him singing. What's going on? Yeah, Catherine's looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" But yeah, Barry no. has a deep voice. Like, oh. it, it's not making any sense. No, but um, it's just funny. Like in in culture, like it's something as simple as a show like that. Someone's found a funny way to to add stuff to it. But um, funny. yeah, it it is quite funny when you see it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And our our, our good friend Chris Fresh, who's a big big fan of uh, He Man and Masters of the Universe, um, is very keen to see what they do because this production's being delayed. Um, the, I think I think one director had it, and then. They couldn't do it because of, um, uh, I know you know the usual, you know, time. Um, t- you know, they yeah. just don't have time to do it, or they're just not interested in the story. So mutual disagreements or something. Anyway. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. So. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I may have heard that they were making it, but it's yeah. Well, like I you said, you were more of a She-Ra. Well, no, it's not that. It's just that it. I think they've been talking about have, doing a better one since the terrible one of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, them talking about making one is just like, yeah, of course, they're talking about making one because they've been talking about making one for 20 plus years. Yeah, but it's good to actually have a date. Like, it's yeah. actually going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now, we've also got listed down here the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance trailer, which I haven't watched because I'm still terrified of the Dark Crystal. I saw it as a young child, and I'm, so, I'm sorry, it still utterly terrifies me. Those creatures me. do look a bit horrifying. I, I don't know if even as an adult I'll be able to watch it because oh. of the deep-seated fear yeah. that the Dark Crystal put in me as a child. See, I pre pre pod, I was saying that I don't think I've seen the original film, but I, I don't know. Just talking about you know childhoods and stuff, you know, nineteen eighty two. Yeah, po- I might have possibly my parents might have rented it, but I just I just don't think I, I would have been scared of these things from looking at the photos and they the are terrifying. It, it is a terrifying movie, and I'm not a fan of birds, and a lot of these creatures are birds. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is terrifying. <laughs> oh gosh, but um, but no, it's it's cool that this new series that Netflix is doing. Um, so it's a prequel series from the film, um, and we'll get it on the thirtieth of August. And I have to say, like, we, this end of year, we're getting some really good, really good things. Yeah, so I think things are starting to heat up again. Like we've, I think everything was trying to avoid engines. Avengers, everything. Oh, yeah. Well, now, now we're like post that. It's like, okay, what, what's okay? We're like I said, we're in June. We're at the halfway point. It's like, oh my goodness, like all this stuff that's coming ahead. Like, it's you know, this is the, our year of geekdom. It really is. Oh, I think we've had more than a year. I think we've we're having a pretty good run. Oh, of, of the of past geek, of geek, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. For sure. 
Um, so yeah, I also haven't seen the trailer because I was just curious about the announcement. But um, yeah, no, I'll definitely be checking it out. Um, and who knows, I might be into it. But yeah, birds. Mm, mm. And yet you support a football club whose bird who's, who's, is a yeah, mascot. Yeah, the crest is a, a bird. Well, Mac, I and, don't know. Magpies have a – I don't mind their squawking, but – They actually – they swoop. They do swoop. They well, swoop all birds, on people. All birds swoop. I've been, I've been swooped on those those ones that you see um, at parks a lot and they – oh, I can't remember what the noise they make, but it's horrible as yeah. well. But magpies I don't mind because it sounds like they're saying mate all the time. Mate, mate. It could be just me. They I'm swoop, deluded. They swoop pretty bad. There's a reason why people, you know, ride around with helmets with little things sticking out of them to stop the the magpie swooping. <laughs> anyway. uh, well, one thing I watched this week was the documentary on Game of Thrones, The Last Watch. Okay. Now I've missed this, so um so what's it all about? So it's completely behind the scenes of the last season of Game of Thrones. And it was really interesting in that it wasn't talking to the actors or really like the main showrunners. It was taken from the perspective of a guy who'd been an extra for many years, the guy who does puts the snow on the ground, um, the people who run the food truck, the people who do all a lot of the... Um, makeup work and prosthetics works. Um, oh. The lady who is Amelia Clark's hairdresser, um, and the guy who's the Night King, but he's also a stunt coordinator. So it was a really interesting look at the people who really make the series. So it was all by the crew. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So and it was just an amazing glimpse into what it takes to make. Game of Thrones and and you know we all were criticising the last season for feeling rushed and I think this gives a little bit of an insight into how much it takes out of people to make the, seas- the series okay. and I think you can start to appreciate why they were wanting to wrap up in that it it was it burns people out and it was really it really takes over their lives it's a long chunk of every year you can start to appreciate okay this is probably why they're wanting to bring it to an end now we may disagree with with what they were doing in that they only did it in the six episodes and i think that's a valid criticism that they could have used at least two more episodes and this season and last season but I think you can really start to appreciate what it takes to make an episode of Game of Thrones. And um, I highly recommend everyone see it. I think a lot of people have because all over the internet now you're seeing um, the little videos of the table read and seeing Kit Harrington react to you know, what happens and... Yeah, so you see that in the documentary and I, I, it's about the best behind-the-scenes documentary I've seen, to oh, be really? honest. Yeah. Movie as well? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's up there with um, the one for The Last Jedi, to be honest. Oh, the one um, 
Oh, yeah. Gosh, what do you need? The director and the Jedi? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. That, it's that level. It's oh, wow. amazing. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Now, does it, does it give you a different opinion on the actual season eight? Like, seeing what no. they went through, do you still go, yep, they should have done that? Why do they do this? I'm, I'm still of the opinion that they could have used more episodes. However, I appreciate more why they probably want to end the season, the series because the people love the show. They love making the show and they put so much love and care into everything. I mean, the guy putting the fake snow on the ground, you know, he loves doing it all, but you can see how hard the the job is and that it takes a lot out of them and the the people doing the makeup for instance they were away from their daughter for months mm-hmm. while they were making it and you can start to understand well what that they don't want that to continue forever you know that's oh, unsustainable it's gotta, it's gotta so it doesn't change my opinion of they could have done used they could have used more episodes, but I understand more why they wanted to, to finish, that it's just it's so hard to mm-hmm. make it. And I think this is what people forget, is that television and movies are hard to make. Yeah. And they were putting movie-level um, you know, dialogue, visuals on the screen – every week on not movie budget. Yes, a big budget, but not movie budget. Yeah. And, and yeah, so that was 11 weeks of night shoots for the um, Battle of Winterfell. Yeah, it's insane. It's Mm. insane what everyone went through. So is it more interviewing the crew than the cast? Yeah. Yeah. You, um, I mean, you... You saw the cast and they sort of spoke a bit, but really only in relation to, like, you saw Amelia Clark when she was talking to the hairdresser. Oh, okay. So nothing about, like, her talking to a director, like, what's my character feeling here? No, it wasn't – it's not about that. It's not about exposing more about the story. It's about this is what it takes to To make make Game of Thrones. Uh, Because I I was going to ask, like, was there any, like – insight in it showing like why they decided to do what they did with Daenerys no 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 okay that why they decided to do that with Daenerys is probably because that's how things happen that's what George R. R. Martin told them happened they just they just did it too quickly Mm. that's that's the problem that and that is I think the only problem is Mm. they did it too quickly the clues are there but they did it too quickly, especially in this last season. Um, and that's why I say they could have done with some more episodes. But things were there to expose things. But I think Bran is, is meant to end up on the throne. Mm-hmm. And that's what's meant to happen to Daenerys. But the journey is different. That's, mm. I'm yeah. curious. Have you listened to any other? Have you listened to any um, Game of Thrones review podcasts? Yes, and I was on one. So yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
have you heard that like a lot of people at the end of it people go okay so all those people who've like never watched it would you actually recommend the series after going and seeing where it ends up um and all that do would you do would you recommend the series to people yes yes you still would yes even though they could be disappointed at the end yes yeah because it's not a it was never going to end up happy. We always knew that. Mm. We went in knowing that. Like the moment that Ned Stark was beheaded in episode nine of season one, it was, uh, oh, things happen on this show. It's That's not true. a happy ending show. Yeah, yeah. And if you, know, if you thought it was going to end any other way, you haven't been paying attention to paraphrase um, Ramsey Bolton. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So that's I recommend it because it is an amazingly put together show. Yes, possibly there were a lot more cracks showing once they went off book. That's what I've heard a lot. Yep. But I think overall it's it, the, as a show, it's got a lot to recommend itself in terms of production, acting, and just scope. Like mm. the scope of it is amazing, and and for HBO to put it on the air, I think is pretty daring because it's oh yeah, especially it's um, not the usual yeah. type of you know gritty drama in the, like a a detective story yeah. or a crime drama. It's a high fantasy story. And you can see that each season. Mm. Like season, I would say, one to three. Well, basically, as soon as they introduced the fantasy aspects, like when magic was first sort of there, you're just like, whoa, everything's just upped. Yeah. So, well, magic, in a sense, was always there because seasons were different. Like talking about winter, even from the start, it's like, well, yes, it's we might have a long winter of, of two years. You know, you've never, you know, talking to Bran, you've never known a winter. You're a child of, of summer. And he was like nine at the time. Like, okay. That they'd, he'd never seen a winter. So there were elements sprinkled in there. They just didn't go high fantasy. They just slowly weaved it in. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's in a sense, how the books did it, but I think they smartly did that to get people hooked in in the TV show. Because, ah. mm. um, yeah, there's a few I've listened to and, you know, listening to this guy, um, I should actually recommend the podcast. It's very good. Um, he was just saying, you know, after everything that, you know, we've gone through watching the show, getting close to these characters, he just felt really let down. Which is fair. That's his opinion, and um, and that like he wouldn't recommend the show. He would say probably stop mid fourth season. Basically, basically as soon as they go off book, um, he would say, recommend yeah, just watch it up to there, and that's really all you need to watch. I think which, which for me, I think is disappointing, but I can understand it. Yeah. So one of the ones that I listen to is Watchers of Westeros. So that's by um, Dominic. Oh, yes. I yep. listened to them as well. Yeah, from um, Star Wars Underground, Underworld. Underworld, that's yeah, it. I do steals thing without <laughs> meaning to. Um, 
yeah, they're, they're a, a great great one. Yeah, no, they're, they're very knowledge. Um, mm. Dominic and Kieran, um, yeah, no, yeah. Their, their breakdowns have been yeah. great. And I also listened to one on a um, podcast called Post Show Recaps. The interesting one about that one is the, the there's two hosts – one does a regular podcast. He's fr- known from reality television, Rob Sestanino. Um, then there's Josh Wiggler, who is a writer for The Hollywood Reporter, and he did a lot of writing, especially this season on Game of Thrones. So he's coming from a base of knowing a lot about ah. Game of Thrones. And even leading into this season, the two of them week by week. I didn't. I couldn't listen to it. I couldn't keep up. They did a week by week rewatch of every episode of Game of Thrones, leading into oh, wow. in, into it. Yeah, yeah. Now the one I was talking about with um, the guy not recommending the show. Um, it's uh, the cast of Kings, and it's with Dave Chen and Joanna Robertson from Vanity Fair. Um, now, so yeah, it was Dave Chen who um, felt that. Yeah, he yeah. probably wouldn't. But um, he, he's he's grateful of what the show did in pop culture wise. Yeah, and and um, it um, and uh, magically uh, doing the podcast, he actually met his future wife. So yeah, that's pretty amazing. So I I, I recommend everyone to listen to that. Um, and they've done a recent series retrospective um, on the series. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, after well, how many weeks now since the last two? Only a couple, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I don't know, I just, like even me, like I I don't think I'll really, maybe I'll just pick a few episodes that I'll rewatch. Like I couldn't see myself rewatching the whole thing again. Yeah, I could. I'd, I'd rewatch the whole thing. Oh, there yeah. you go. I just, you got Catherine. I just, I just need the time. Um, so... I I was on um, brink of thrones. Just recorded a couple of days after the um, finale for the like our season look back type of thing. I have to admit I was in a, a stunned state because I'd I'd had a few things with television and and other things go go very strange in the last in the few days. So I was just. At a very low point, okay. but um, but I think overall I was I was happy with things. So a few a few grumbles, but overall that I was pretty happy. So if you want to listen to a more immediate, um, uh, of more immediate reaction, I guess yeah, that would be one. Awesome, Brink of Thrones. Oh, yeah. there you go. Go check it out, guys. Now we are now in June. I was as I was saying, and I thought what a great main topic would be as I adjust moving around. Uh, what's been your highlight of the year so far, Catherine? And when I say highlight, I'm talking anything in geekdom from movies, TV to, well, I mean, celebration celebration. is probably, I think we can't, that can't be included. That's Mm. an outlier. Um, in terms of movies, uh, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. I think has that was been such a highlight. A good night. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is more technically last year, isn't it, or is it this um, year? But that that was that's been a think. pretty good highlight. That's yeah, been that's pretty been good. great. Yeah. Um, yeah, Captain Marvel. 
um, it's been great. Uh, I, I did enjoy like having Game of Thrones come back and finish because let's face it, we don't know if we're ever going to get those books. That's true. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, so we we do have a, a finish on there. So that's sort of been, yeah, a bit of a highlight. Um, yeah, about it. <laughs> <laughs> what about TV or anything? Well, Game of Thrones is TV. Yeah, but are you been have you been watching anything else? How's Survivor going? Yeah, that was another one of those. That, now that ending. That ending. I could go on a rant for that one. Could that be a future episode then we could do? Oh, God. <laughs> like, like honestly, that was one of the reasons why recording that Game of Thrones podcast, I was like, yeah, I've had some some shows end on me in odd places this week. Oh, so did Survivor sort of do a Game of Thrones with an ending? No, they... It, I don't really want to go into the game game minutia, not because of spoilers, but just because people really, unless you watch Survivor, you you probably really won't get it. But it was, the fans have hated what happened, really hated it. Like the player who won, Nothing against him. Yep. He was playing within the rules that mm. were set mm. and he played the best he he could. He actually, you know, did pretty well with what was done. However, the it shouldn't have been done. The, the twist that was done kind of for strategy nuts as myself kind of ruined the game. As you can – I'm – I'm a few weeks off and I'm I'm angry about it still. Oh. I am angry. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm considering watching some Survivor South Africa in in the in the off season to try to get myself back into love with Survivor. It oh, was really? It so was it's really actually damaged the show for you? Not forever because I'm looking forward to the next season, the Island of Idols, where they've put two former winners. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. It, it just cracks me up. Okay, so they've got the normal cast. Then they've put two former winners on an island together <laughs> where the – Somehow the other players will wing a challenge and get to go and hang with with Boston Rob and Sandra. And on this island, they've put these two, like, 20-foot-high statues of their faces. Oh, my God. It's so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then season 40 is um, – yeah, because season 39 is next one. Then season 40 is apparently all winners. Whoa. So I think Survivor producers have gone, oh, my God, season 38. This is a terrible outcome. So, so with we are fixing this. So in thirty nine, they have a lot, a lot of things. Yeah, to, in, in thirty nine and forty, they are they got a, going all out to win back to the win fans. back the fans. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So if you want to know more about um, how season thirty eight finished, Edge of Extinction. 
um, yeah, hit me up and I will DM you an incredibly long rant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or there's um, a, a podcast called Why X Lost, Why Blank Lost by David Bloomberg in which he goes full Bloomberg and goes full rant. Like nine minutes in, I'm like, wow. Whoa. But, yeah, tick, 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 tick. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, everyone. If you want to find the details, Catherine is the person to speak to on Survivor, the latest uh, season. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, yeah, Celebration definitely – Definitely the biggest highlight. Um, just being in the panels, as as we've mentioned in our last episode and through our um, guest spots on um, Spelt Out, just incredible. Yeah, best moments of my life um, in Chicago. Yeah, uh, movie-wise, yeah, just Captain Marvel that night at the cinema, just so – the energy was so good. That – that was a great audience. Like, that was a great oh, cinema experience. Yeah, it, it took me – like I said, I think when we um, reviewed it, it really took me back to the midnight premieres Yeah, that was Star Wars honestly movies. the closest sort of yeah. experience to that. And, and yeah, if the cinema was always like that, that would yeah. be awesome. And then just going to Endgame and just knowing, like, nothing, and I'm like, I really should have seen it that first week. I just felt so like, oh, it's a shame. So, um, but yeah, no, I still had a great time. I'm not saying I didn't have a great time. I still had a great time. Um, But yeah, no, Captain Marvel, big highlight. Um, Even the movie as well. I really enjoyed it. Um, But yeah, that cinema experience is just chef's kiss. Um, What else? Uh, TV-wise, yeah, Game of Thrones. Um, Enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, agreed. Just a few more episodes story wise. Mm. Um, and yeah, a few odd things in the plot. Um, but yeah, no, all up great show. Um, yeah, I probably would miss it. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the prequel series they're doing. Um, looking ahead, you got any things to look ahead to? A lot of things ahead, um, mainly just lots of Star Wars stuff. But um, I'm looking forward to Downton Abbey, the movie. Like, seriously, Mum and I are going to watch that so hard. <laughs> there you go. No, seriously. The trailer for Downton Abbey is so good. It's oh, so good. I never got into that show, but um, uh, I, I'm glad you're excited. Mind you, I still haven't forgiven them for what they did to Matthew. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my poor, God. Poor Matt. Matthew, no. <laughs> and and if I'm re-watching and I'm getting up and I know it's that episode, like if I randomly put on the TV, I'm like, oh, no, it's that episode. I can't watch this. This is bad. This is bad. Stop watching, Catherine. Stop watching. Stop watching. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Matthew. God. Okay. All right. Sorry. That's all right. Um, I know, yeah, it, it, there's been I, – I, I think, yeah, Celebration's just been the main highlight for me so far in the year. Um, I think the main – I think all our main things are coming November, December. Spider-Man Far From Home, 
next not too long. Oh, is that coming up soon? Yeah, it's like early July. It's like coming up the first of July or something. Really oh, wow. odd. So it's a really a odd date because yeah. that's a Monday. And I think it's because oh, of odd. July the fourth. That's right. Yeah. So they want the um Yeah, so that's smack bang in school holidays. So I might hit up my nephews to see if they're not too cool to come to the cinema with their auntie. Well, you've gone with them before. Yeah, but they're fourteen now. Uh so they're sort of aged out. Not aged out, just yeah, they might not want to hang with me. One might. Uh, but I thought um I think we've brought them up before that they're sort of not into these movies. No, they are into the um, the MCU. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah, they want to see it with their friends, uh, okay. not with their aunt, uh, who would buy their ticket and food. Oh, come on, guys! And buys them clothes. See, the funny thing—they can always see it again with their friends. Like they yeah. don't. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, we got. A lot, a lot coming up. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that that's uh, that, that, that that pretty much wraps it up for this episode of that Geek Pod. Uh, Catherine, how about uh, you tell us where people can find us? So look for us on Twitter at that Geek Pod. Um, I'm on Twitter at Catherine underscore Neen. I did look up the the Catherine Neen without an underscore. Oh, and yeah, it's like. Nothing happening. Oh, you should fight for it. But I've been the underscore for so long now. Like You're just I, used I, to it I now. can't change the handle. Mm. I can't change I've the handle I've changed mine a now. few. Once I worked out what my name was, because what I would do, I would go, that Andy, well, well, and then how old I am. But every time I turned a certain number, I would keep changing it. But then someone was already 30. I'm like, oh, no, it would have been 28, because I've had that geek Andy for a while. Yeah. But yeah. then I'm like... But oh, then, that Geek Andy. I like that. So I'm just like, that's mine. Yeah, because if you change, it then makes it harder for people to know who you yeah, are. Yeah, and so. that's, my, that's my brand. Got to stick with your brand. Yeah, yeah. So it's all about the branding. That's it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I'm that Geek Andy on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that Geek Pod's on Facebook and we put a few things, a few links up. So yeah. keep an eye out. And we've also got our email, thatgeekpod at gmail.com. Um, send us questions. Uh, suggestions. Suggestions on anything. That Geek Pod will return. <laughs>